Welcome to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. I'm Joe McGuire. And just when Ohio State seemed to be getting on track, well, the Buckeyes, Gavon Pop, Pope quits the team. Uh, meanwhile, Clemson is definitely, definitely not winning a national championship this year after a second loss of the season, this time to NC State. Notre Dame QB Jack Cohen was injured versus uh, Wisconsin. Connecticut's Drew Payne lifted the offense for the win. We're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to preview number eight, Arkansas versus number two, Georgia. Number seven, Cincy versus number nine, Notre Dame. Number 21, Baylor and number 19, Oklahoma State. Number 12, Ole Miss and number one, Alabama, plus several more of the biggest games of the week. You know, in Happy Valley, the refs forced Penn State to punt on a third down. Georgia State now is blaming the SEC referees for helping Auburn against them. Ovenese and Jace Garcia, let's talk about this little scandal that's kind of breaking out. The refs have to stop making it so damn obvious that they want the Tigers to win. <laughs> I said it last week when we were talking about it. This is not, I mean, it isn't anything new. I feel like there's always a couple of these games for Auburn. I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, we can keep complaining, but it it's just happens over and over again. I think there's the, I think this is the point. I'm accepting it for, by now. Like, if you're playing Auburn, you got to go up against the refs too. You got to win convincingly. Like in a fight, don't leave it to the judges' scorecards. Knock them out. And, and I guess that's how you got to be Auburn now because they got the refs on their side. You finally now listen to me when I keep telling you that Auburn's getting lucky. They got lucky last year. They should have been under 500 last year because three games, three games that happened on the last play when Bo Nix fumbled the ball, when he tried to spike it, he spiked it behind him, okay? That was a fumble. Arkansas picked up the ball and ran it back, and the, and the ref said it was a down ball, okay? That was one. And then, of course, there was a couple of others. But then this season, we see it again. And it was only Auburn. Why? I don't understand. Is it because they're the last team, the last game with them and Alabama? They want to make Auburn relevant for the rankings? Probably so. Oh, yeah. Or is it because down the street is the SEC office and they're all buddy-buddy with them? I won't say it's just because the office is right there. It's just a matter of fact that, yo, Alabama, it's also there, too. Okay, they're not that far away from each other. So again, this is the booster of you know what Alabama knocks people out. Yeah, you're right. And what else than knocking somebody that's ranked to make them look good for the college football playoffs? There was a message on uh, online. They were doing some photos comparison about how Ohio State didn't deserve to be in the college football playoffs in 2015. In 2016, Alabama had lost one game, and Nick Saban was using his politic ways to try to get into the college football playoffs, and which helped. That resulted of Alabama and Georgia in the finals that year. Do you remember that? When Georgia was the SEC champion, and then all of a sudden Alabama was trying to squeeze their way in, and luckily enough, Alabama was ranked fourth. And they ended up still winning, but was that because Nick Saban politics for that, 
Or it was because those were the two best teams in the country. Because because of that, Alabama that won resume, the national championship. They didn't get in there in the but they, playoff because but of they were not undefeated. They were, they were not the best. You go and say one year that you have to be a conference champion, and then the following year you say, "No, we just gotta be good enough." Am I right? But no team not was right. undefeated that year, though. That like there wasn't doesn't no, matter. It doesn't. So they were never. They were never conference two champions. Teams. Jace, listen to me. They were never conference champions. Something that Nick Saban was saying the year before. This isn't right. NCAA. Listen, 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 You're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole point, Jace. Stop. Don't you understand something? Listen, here's here's the problem with college football. It's plain and simple. And and you know, OV, uh, I love OV, but he's like watching Ice T on an episode of Law and Order. Like the, the shock go. value every go. week that there's perverts out there gets him <laughs> and corruption in college football <laughs> no, seems to get you. You're misunderstanding. They, they the listen, point. obviously, listen, an SEC loss doesn't really count as a loss if Alabama or Auburn happens to suffer that loss. Then all of right. a sudden, well, that Georgia team was really good. And rather than rather than take Alabama and drop them a couple pegs, it's just easier to elevate the other SEC team as well. That's what the racket that's been going on for years now. Yeah, but the point is, if Alabama wants to lose this weekend, let's say, right, then whoever are their opponents later down the schedule somehow will get ranked so that when Alabama beats them, they move up, back up in the rankings. That was the whole point. Okay, and that's right. probably what they're doing for well, That was it. That was it. We oh, don't talk about that no, I had a question about we don't that. Need. I got a question about that. Hold on. What's, no, what's you, the question? You can't just cut it off. Let the man Listen. ask the question. Yeah, ask the so, question. Wait, is it because they want to make Alabama look that much better? Or is it because I, the SEC is so good that we just love to throw teams in the top 25 in the SEC? I, like I said. It's for Alabama to look good for the finals. Exactly. They're going to politic their way in should they lose this weekend. That's 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 what, what, wait, what was the um what was the SEC team last year? I think somebody had like three losses and got to play Alabama and was ranked 25th and got blown out. And it was like, oh, another top 25 win for Bama. Like on a team that had been number one, like had been ranked top 25 for like five seconds. Get out of here with that bull. And they didn't even deserve to be ranked. And you everybody knew it. And they went no. from 25, they should have been like 50. Mm. Yeah, ah. should have, could have. But hey, um, I like the SEC. I, I, I feel like I come across very anti-SEC. All Four Downs is sponsored by CMG Sports Podcast Network. Visit clovercrestmedia.com for other podcast shows available. Please subscribe to our channel, follow us on Facebook, and of course on Twitter. Um, Go ahead. I got to plug this. It's important. There's a very important, very special show coming up on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, On this program, I don't know if you've noticed, Ovi, but Jace is wearing a cap. We're in a cap this evening. Anybody who listen to the audio version of this, uh, Jace has a, a backwards. What kind of cap is that? It's the same Utah Jazz cap from the John about the G-Men show. The Jazz cap. Yeah. All right. Mm. Uh, uh, Saturday morning at, at 10, maybe 10, 
Right, we'll probably do it right off the top. Ten o'clock. Jace will uh Jace will take that cap off and he'll explain what happened. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You don't have to explain now, Jace. It's all right. You gotta save I it saw, for Saturday. I saw the pictures. <laughs> but hey, if you didn't learn your lesson on this show to not to bet, I guess you learn again <laughs> from another show. But uh hey, let's continue on. Hey, uh, good news for the Louisiana Monroe quarterback. Uh, Rhett Rodriguez is, is went back home after suffering a collapsed lung and chest trauma. He, he was in ICU in the hospital for a few days. I'm glad he saw him. He is the son of the former head coach, uh, Rich Gonzalez, former Michigan. Uh, so best of luck for him and his recovery. Also, big issue in, in college football, the National Labor Relations uh, the council wants to threaten actions against the NCAA because they use the term student athlete. And this is something that Joe is on fire about. Joe, listen, maybe maybe I'm overreacting or maybe I, I, it's just something that I feel like it's very little. Like, why are we making a big deal about this? You know, for some people like myself, they think about student athletes like, oh, he's a student athlete. He's going to college. And um, he's playing sports, and someday might be in the professionals. Why is this such a big deal? Well, as was said in the statement, I mean, the 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 term was meant to blur the line and to make it like it's a student athlete. It's uh, their first priority is being a student, which is baloney, and everybody knows it, and we've always known that. You're there to play your sport, and if it's football, you're definitely there to play football. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean that, that, that term was again, used to obscure the employment relationship with college athletes and discourage them from pursuing rights out of the national labor relations act. Um, I don't know that you want this thing to get unionized, but I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sure that's coming. And, you know, listen, I think we gotta, we gotta shake ourselves in this country for being worried about billionaires and millionaires having to pay a little bit of money out to people that are working for them. Mm. Uh, you know, college football, college basketball are like billion dollar year industries, multi-billions. And that's going to the schools and it's, it's going to the sec office, (laughs) especially Mm. to the sec office. Schools in Texas, schools in Florida, couple in California. Um, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. These kids deserve money. They they should be paid. Uh, you know the. I remember back when when Charles and Ed O'Bannon at UCLA were like, "What is going on here? I'm playing a video game of somebody who looks just like me, and I'm not seeing a red cent of this." EA Sports. Hmm. I mean, it would have been easy for these greedy SOBs to have have made this concession many, many years ago, and they didn't want to do that. They wanted to hold on to every last penny, and I'm sure many of them are dead now. Mm. Really old, old SEC guys I'm talking about. You know what I mean? The guys from, like, the 20s, you know? They're finally dying off, and uh, it's a new day. I mean, uh, you look... You're, you're taking these kids from a lot of the times inner city, poor areas, and you're exploiting them and their talents. And you're right. They're not getting anything for it. 
And so it's hard to say, you know, because look, Dio Bannon's ain't getting nothing out of this. Like their their ship sailed, right? It, this is for the guys now uh, and the guys and gals now and in the future. Uh, but these athletes should have been getting paid all along. It's funny, you know, again, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Olympics where in some sports we send professionals and in some sports uh, we send amateurs. Is it an amateur event or a professional event? I'm just, can you imagine being a tennis player from Croatia? You spend your whole life playing tennis to play in the Olympics. You upset a couple of people. You show up for the gold medal game and you're facing Serena Williams. 6060, you're out. Yeah. Come on. We're right. Listen, we're just trying to even, (laughs) we're just trying to level the playing field for for everybody. And and again, to look at what the SEC is doing to college football is a microcosm to the bigger picture of athlete exploitation, which is also what this thing was built on. It's interesting how much thing, how much of the South. And Southern Pride is built off the back, the backs of other people. It's shocking. Yeah, well, and no gratitude. I mean, with this unionization of the student athletes, or I mean, the the NCAA has drilled that into our head. I don't know why they're getting mad at everyone called the term student athlete. But I mean, this is only the logical step, right? The nil laws passed, they start making money. Now you unionize, make sure that their their voices are heard and that they're getting the treatment that they deserve, which, I mean, it, I, everything's going in the right direction, but this is years and years overdue. And uh, it's good to see it go. And, I mean, because of how old, like you're saying, Joe, the NCAA is, they're going to butt heads at it and try and stop it. But eventually, like the nil law, it's going to break through and eventually the – student athletes or college athletes whatever the hell you want to call them they're gonna they're gonna benefit like professional athletes well i i tell you what uh, the name itself i think it's ridiculous to even make it a big issue because other professions still use the word student like a student teacher right they're they're not certified teachers yet but they're going to be but they're still getting paid they're still getting paid like any other teachers so what's the big deal Student teachers get paid, right? Right. And so now the yeah. players are getting paid Stu- now. Right. But student athletes didn't. They did, but now they are. No, so, they weren't. Now they are. Right. Exactly. So they are getting you paid. You couldn't even get a so, job if you were on scholarship. So why So why make it an issue if they're not getting paid? Does it matter if it's student I think athletes? it's only becoming an issue because the powers that be are still working as, as hard as they can to stop it. Mm. like that's shocking that they're still i mean and they're and they're being very low-key about it but they're trying to stop it well i'll tell you what i know we're going to find out more about this as time goes by and everything else especially during the off season because you know news like this come out then it gets quiet you don't hear about it and then it comes up whenever a crisis happens so uh we'll see what happens there but to move on here Ohio State Buckeyes linebacker K. Vaughn Pope quits on the team. Later, Ohio State announced that his he is being dismissed, and he has now entered the transfer portal. Now, look, I'm look, I'm always about standards and discipline here, you know. And if you put the school 
on notice on live national television game to to act out the way you have instead of acting professional why would another school want that person in that team i'm sorry you know he runs a four five forty and he can bench 260 that's why well eventually he's not starting because he wasn't that good enough or if he is there was just somebody that was much better all right but to have a tantrum in the sideline the way he did and then to tweet f ohio state to later delete it yeah okay buddy i'm not i'm not buying it i'm not buying it at all but hey if another school wants them, maybe it'd be a, maybe a, a, a subdivision team or something like that. But um, hey, I don't have no empathy for him. Um, Clemson drops uh, dropped by NC State this past weekend for the second loss. You mentioned it that no more championships for Clemson, uh, especially this year. Maybe not next year. Uh, but I am surprised that they are still in the top twenty-five, especially the type of offense that they have. They do not have a top 25 offense, but that's they don't have a that... top 25 team period. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, I, I mean, what a disgrace that, uh, people just can't let it go. Hmm. I mean, we're, 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 here's the whole thing. Look, we're rewarding teams week by week. We're not rewarding you for last year. We're not rewarding you for, the hundred years your program's been going, we're not rewarding you for your previous championships. It's how did you do last week compared to everybody else? It's a very subjective poll. That's a fair statement right now. It's a there very is, fair statement. There is a handful of teams very deserving with one loss that are in the top 25. To be a two-loss team to have tumbled and to have looked as bad as they have and as inept on offenses they have, get out! There's well, got to be a one-loss team, 26, 27, 28, that has earned their way into the top 25. And you guys have used the word politicking tonight. Hey, my army's doing better than Clemson, so they're not Somebody even else ranked. should be ranked 25th. Mm -hmm. It should not be Clemson. I don't know how many more games they have to lose before we just toss them. Maybe it'll be this weekend when they lose to Boston College. Because that's <laughs> happening. Uh, well, hey, Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn injured uh, during the Wisconsin game. And it was a deja vu because he lost his starting job because he got hurt with Wisconsin. Now he's back, but they are saying that he is making a good recovery. He may start this weekend. However, you have to thank Connecticut's Drew Pine, who lifted the offense for that win. And, man, that offense looked totally different behind Jack Cohn. Drew totally Pine different. has an awesome name. He's got a uh, name of what sounds like a guy who will play in the NFL someday. Yeah. Well, we talked about Auburn already with the SEC. Uh, but hey, the next news was a terrible uh, tragedy. Uh, Washington State wide receiver Brandon Gr uh, Gray was in stable condition after being shot. Another man died. Uh, and then also Utah football player Aaron Lowe killed in Salt Lake City in another shooting. The incident was less than one year from the previous teammate and friend Ty Jordan. 
now this is this is is has gotten out of control throughout um throughout all sports really you know there's something better has to happen better education for these guys i understand they they just had finished playing a game and of course these are these are young adults but they still need guidance and i don't think they understand the seriousness of what it is to try to be mature and trying to be your own self right and uh, i think they need to do more to protect these students uh but this is too much man very you know i Go Aaron, ahead. Go Lowe, ahead, Aaron Lowe and Ty Jordan, you're in Utah. Why do you need a gun? I mean, I, 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 I it sucks what happened to them, but like you're, you're surrounded by Mormons that I mean that aren't gonna do anything. I, I'm from Utah. I, I don't see why you would need a gun in Utah. So I, I don't get why you're messing around with that and stuff mm. like this happens. Uh, and you're right, they do need to educate. I don't know how. How is this even getting on campus? How is this stuff happening? Because it, it, it's ridiculous. I, I don't even know. They need to educate them. And, I mean, if this continues to happen, we need to, like, take away their rights. Do, do they need to be searched? Do college athletes need to be searched every week or something? They need to search their dorms for guns and that stuff? Because this is it's ridiculous. I'm glad that Chase has just represented the viewpoints of Mormons and everyone in the state of Utah. Uh and I'm sure it's a super, I'm sure it's a super safe state. <laughs> I, just, I don't I know think why. To, I think you need to be careful what we say there. <laughs> when you put that graphic up before, I was going to say it it looked like uh Will Tyler got off easy. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> We'll move on, and you're right. The, the The bottom line is they do need the education. They need protection for these students, and the students need to be wiser. Um, you know, not for nothing. Gotta... I get on. I get on uh, on uh, Coach Mullins down there in Florida all the time for what a jackass he is. And tonight, I got a little something to say about Gary Patterson. Uh, uh, you know, it's so important. Listen to win college football games. I understand, but even more important than that is teaching these young fellas these student athletes or these paid athletes or whatever you want to call them now teaching them how to be grown-ups and how to how to solve problems that's, and how to handle themselves right. and how to you know that's really what your job is it, it's not just to beat penn state you know what i mean like that's nice but you know get these kids like uh out of trouble because it, it seems like there's there's always a good dozen of these stories every college football season, and it's yeah. it's tragic, it's unfortunate, and uh, I'm sure you're gonna find out right that that uh, all the signs were there. This kid was having some issues, missed some practices, or whatever the case was, and nobody did anything about it. Now he's dead. Probably was hanging around with Fail. the wrong crowd. Maybe there's some jealousy between females, or you know who who knows what's going you gotta, on. Listen, you got to teach these guys discipline. You got to teach these guys respect, so that when they get out in the real world, they know how to behave around other human beings. Absolutely, absolutely, and it doesn't help, especially the SMU TCU rivalry that happened this past weekend. Accusations on flag planting incident happened, but a concussion on an assistant was not confirmed. 
um, the head coach of TCU, trying to make some terrible accusations, man, that wasn't even proven. And I'm like, look, man, if you're going to step that low, how are you going to teach your student athletes, or if I could still say student athletes, you know, how to step up, how to be a man, you know? Uh, but, hey, besides that, Miami head coach defend his his um, team because of ESPN's Kirk Herbstreit's comments criticizing about they're no longer a powerhouse status. Well, they're Listen, not. If they you're playing, been. if you're playing Central Connecticut State University in your schedule, you're definitely not a powerhouse. I don't. I think I stamped my mark there. No, absolutely not. And then another uh, coach, Florida State football coach Mike Norvell, is defending his playing. Why they're starting to zero four? Zero four. I'm telling you, um, you suck. How many more losses does he need before the boosters get him kicked to the curb? <laughs> yeah, I mean, How this many? is only the second season, right? <laughs> They're like, hey, we're not paying all these players. Uh, in, they just in don't got the talent. For you to be 0-4, buddy. They don't got the talent. But the good <laughs> news is, in Notre Dame versus BYU, what happened next year in Las Vegas, 2022, and that's a game to watch, especially both programs are that good both programs are ranked and they will continue to recruit awesome athletes to their programs so i can't wait for that uh but hey let's go to the top 25 we'll start with myself i have alabama georgia oregon penn state notre dame and oklahoma those are my top six uh reason being man notre dame played good i think that most people are now looking notre dame underrated I think they're good enough to be in contention outside looking in. Oklahoma has not been impressive. I am not sort of them being ranked number three, uh, according to the AP polls. I mean, I'm sorry. I think they're ranked uh, fourth uh, from the coaches' poll. Excuse me. Um, but I like Penn State, man, and I like Penn State, and I can't wait till they face Ohio State. Um, that's going to be an awesome game, but I got a feeling that Penn State is going to – represent the big 10 as of right now uh i do have clemson out of the top 25 along with iowa state liberty stanford north carolina um they're done i i, I think those those colleges will not even see the top 25 um it, it, it's kind of hard to imagine but i gotta give props to arkansas which they have a big game this weekend they're going to be playing against uh my 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 team georgia so this is going to be interesting at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time Saturday. Man, I can't wait. So that's one of our picks that we have there. Um, Who's your 25? Then, the yeah, ticker was. No, who was your 25? Oh, the my ticker 25 was covering it. was Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Oklahoma State. So How yours, many losses does Oklahoma State have? Zero. Zero. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And Chase right. doesn't think they even deserve to be on the list. That's nice. No, see, who, who, I, listen. Who okay. doesn't? I'm sorry. I, here's my full Trevor list. Trevor right Lawrence with the Clemson. They were so no, good. I get that. Okay. All but, right. I mean, you got it. Yeah, but okay. Dabo has shown that he's he's a good coach. He's struggling this year. But if any any oh, team with two losses deserves to be in the twenty top twenty five, it's Clemson. I, I put him there. Just yeah, because, uh, just out of respect, I don't think they deserve to be there, bro. Four uh, games in, they've teams. got, they've lost half their games. That's not a good team, and you know it. Yes, I, I, I get it, but I, I respect their, I respect Clemson, I respect Dabo. And so you I'm don't, you don't there. respect Oklahoma State. No, because I, I don't. Because 
Mike Van Gundy has shown last year he they were started off great and then they imploded. So Mike Van Gundy they, goes out and wins his first four games and you're like, yeah, but Dabo won half of his. He should be ahead of you. No, I, I trust okay. Dabo. No, to I was just curious more. what your and thoughts also, were on that. Oklahoma <laughs> State's played every game close. Tulane. Yeah, uh, Clemson's played all their games yes, close I, I get it. On, the, on, the, on the wrong okay. end even, twice. I told you, I, I just put them there out of respect. I don't think they're actually there. I probably would have put like a Boston College. I do think Oklahoma and Baylor, the winner of that game, is going to get in my top 25. I put Army there. SMU, I, I think, is underrated. They got an explosive offense. And, yeah, I still got Cincy at three because they're the best team in Ohio. They're going to prove it this week when they they take care of business at Notre Dame. And – I. And you've yeah. got Ohio State 12th because they lost the game. Yeah, and they've also – I mean, yes. Yes. But Clemson's two losses. And 25th, yeah. you got to keep them on the list. That's interesting. Okay. I'm glad that you got Army up there. So about, so yeah. about every 12 mm. picks, you're like, eh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> i got to give Dabo respect from what he's done. I, I If any coach no, I got that's – If any every coach that is 2-2 two – Every if time you get about 12 two slots, two. you're just like, well, who do I kind of dig right now? If any coach has two and two can change his round. Jace, Jace he's just getting roasted right now by Joe, man. Okay. Do you understand yeah. Clemson's going to be two and three after this Joe, week? I, I want you to know, I agree with you. 25. I agree with you, Joe. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I said it. With you. Well, it's but time for the picks right now. It's time for the picks. So looking here, here's our record. I'm in the lead, 25-16. Joe, Boy, I was you're climbing up. 14 last week. Somebody want to tell me how good I did? Um, yeah, dude, you I'm got, like Marty went, from Back to the Future, dude. I like I had the book. Holy smokes, went, Jason. You huh? went nine and two on this one. Nine and I gotta two. give you props. But um, so did I. I had I went Clemson nine and two. getting upset. Hmm. It wasn't I an upset? that one, didn't I? Did you call that an upset? It though? was for Jace. Look who's up. Mm. To, speaking of upset, look who's upset now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my picks all last week were terrible. In this uh, MMA, which mm. tune in Saturday, throwing jabs to see what happens there. And then even uh, college, I mean, even NFL. Like, I, I don't know. Last week was bad. Throw it out the window. Keep moving forward and get back on track. It's an uphill battle, but we're getting to the top no matter what. Let's go. Let's pick some. All right. Games. Hey, but before we do, we got some um, some requests on some of these games named James Lill. Thank you, James, for being there in our show. Uh, he wanted to know Washington versus Oregon State. I'm going to tell you right now, Oregon State is going to run over Washington. Uh, that one's probably at the minimum a 10-point win for Oregon State. Washington is not they're not having a good season this year, man. Um, uh, so and then uh this was a tough one. This is a toss-up. Uh Arizona State is not ranked. And I had told you before, once they're in the top 25, they find a way to lose. And since they're not ranked, I see I see an upset over UCLA because they do have that talent. Uh Jace, this is you love the Pac 12, man. Who do you who do you think? Well, I think we're going to get into this a little bit. I, I love this game. It's going to be a great game. Regardless, I, I, I mean, I, the spread where it is, minus three, that's perfect where it is because I think it's a field goal game for each one of these teams. And, uh, yeah, I, I honestly could see it going either way. And uh, well, 
when we get to it, I'll, I'll give my pick. All right, I got you. And we're going to start right now with our very first one. We have Iowa and Maryland. This is a Friday game. And Joe, since um, since we finished tied, you you're the first one in the shoot, man. Good. Uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, listen, the Hawkeyes, uh, pretty good, pretty good defense. Everybody knows that. Ranked 13th nationally, uh, allowing just 272 yards a game. Uh, it makes moving the football against this team tough. Uh, obviously, everybody likes Tulia Tagviola. Tag of Viola. Uh, he's been fantastic, hitting 75% of his passes, 10 touchdowns. Uh, last year, the Chirps, I don't know if you guys know this, gave up the second most rushing yards in the Big Ten. Right now, fourth fewest. They've completely turned things around. I got Maryland uh, in the upset, 27-24. All right. What you got, what you got there, Jace? I think it's a good game. I think both these teams really match up well with one another. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I mean, Iowa, Iowa football is basic. Run the football, set up the, the uh, play action. This, get it this to the might tight be end. the worst offensive line that Iowa's had. You're ridiculous. You're, that's absurd. That's actually ridiculous. Not a good they offensive have the line. best offensive lineman Weak. in the country in Tyler Linderbaum. So I don't know what you're talking about. Weak. I, I do think that it's a big Sam letdown, Oka, Iowa standard wise. Sam Okaya, I, I don't I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this one. Four sacks on the season for Maryland. So if he can get the pressure and get to them, maybe, but no, I like this Iowa O line. They're gonna get it done. They're gonna be I was gonna be able to run the football, set it up. But on the defensive end, Iowa's defense is really good, especially against the run. Uh, and, uh, but the thing is, is Maryland is going to look to pass to, uh, to his little brother, Talia Tunga Bailoa is going to, he, he's going to light it up. So I think it is going to be a, I was going to control the clock. Maryland's going to try and make those big plays. I think in the end, I was going to get some interceptions and force Ta- Talia Tunga Bailoa to turn it over and Iowa gets it done. Because I was I, Iowa is the best team in the Big Ten right now. Okay, so you pick Iowa. Yes. All right. I'm going to go for Maryland myself, and the reason why is Iowa has never won in Maryland. Okay. Uh, all never their victories have. You're right, but all their victories has been in Iowa, traveling over there while Maryland is hot. Okay. Out of respect, Iowa has only given up ten total points in the second half this year. I got However, news for you. Maryland's Maryland, not only hot, they're good. Yeah, they're good, but I'm not going to overhype it that they're that solid. I'm not going to go there. Okay? We'll wait till next week after they beat number five ranked Iowa. And and that's okay because that will give a colossal in the top 10. So Maybe Jace uh, will rank them 26th right behind <laughs> Clemson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Another game of the week, Arkansas visits Georgia, and this is going to be an awesome game, man. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Well, sir, the Razorbacks played against another top defense last week when they faced the Aggies. They're heading into another defensive showdown with another top defensive team. Arkansas allows just 14 and a half points per game. The Bulldogs have been virtually impossible to score against, giving up. 
5.8 points a game and 3.3 yards per play. The defense has 14 sacks and 29 hurries through four games. Number one in the SEC in scoring defense, rushing yards against, uh, and in total defense, passing yards against. Uh, meanwhile, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's gonna come. Uh, it's gonna come down to the wire, but I got Georgia winning uh, on a late touchdown, sixteen to nine. All right, this is gonna be the third week in a row I go against Arkansas, and it's not gonna bite me in the ass this time because you want to know why it, Georgia is a national championship contender. Arkansas, I, I think Sam Pittman's great. I think you really get them up and going and ready. Like they came out super hot against Texas A&M, and once they started, they could not be stopped. I don't think you can do that against this Georgia defense. Uh, and as far as Arkansas's offense goes, it, it, KJ Jefferson, Traylon Smith, and Traylon Burks—that big three is good. But you're gonna KJ Jefferson's gonna need to be able to get the ball to someone other than Burks. And they, I don't think they have the guys like Georgia does. Georgia's offense, JT Daniels, he's had some injuries. He's expected to play, uh, but they just have everything. The beast in the backfield was Zamir Wright, James Cook, and Kendall Milton. Any one of them can get going and have a 100-yard game like that. And then Brock Bowers and Jermaine Burton in, in the past game have been beasts. Uh, and to think this team, this Georgia team, can pass for as much as they have this season without George Pickens is ridiculous. And uh, it speaks volumes to JT Daniels. This Georgia team is just too many, too many weapons, too many players, too many studs for Arkansas to face. So I got Georgia. All right. I've definitely got Georgia, um, but uh, Georgia has won two straight meets against them. However, being in Georgia, the last time they played, Arkansas did beat them. But I believe that Arkansas has this big hangover by beating the Aggies that they ain't going to show up. And that's why the point spread is oh, 16 and a half, maybe more by the time we hit Saturday. So Georgia is guaranteed going to win this weekend. All right, moving on to Cincinnati. And Notre Dame. Now, this is a fabulous, fabulous game. I am excited to see this game. Um, Joe, what you got and why? Uh, Cincinnati's come up with six interceptions the last two games. Notre Dame's Jack Cohen still hobbling. He is expected to play. The Bearcats have the offensive line to hold up against Notre Dame's defensive front. The D's been a brick wall in the red zone, so I'm going to go Cincinnati, 23, Notre Dame, 15. Mm. I've been high on the Bearcats all since last season. They are a playoff contending team. They're going to get it done. I know they haven't been able to get at the quarterback. That's been their big problem. They're going to do it against this atrocious offensive line, allowing 20 sacks. Uh, Jack Cohn, he, he can't beat you. He's a good game manager. He can take control. I, I don't think he can beat this, this secondary for Cincy. Desmond Ritter. Jerome Ford is going to be too much for that Notre Dame defense, and the Cincy's are going to the Cincinnati Bearcats are going to get it done and prove to everyone they are a legit top 
14th. All right. I respect that. But um, I'm going for Notre Dame on this one. Did you know that the only time, the last time really, that Cincinnati Notre Dame played was October 20th, 1900? You would think that they would have already played between now and then, right? And uh, Notre Dame won 58 to nothing in South Bend. Now, I'm sure that the only thing they did was run the ball. I don't Dude, think they, they knew how to. They didn't even have helmets. They actually were using a pigskin. <laughs> so the history will repeat itself if freshman Drew Pine would start. Now, if Cone was to start, Cone's it might be undecisive. Right but Desmond Ritter has not been playing like a Heisman guy that I thought he was. But then again, there, ain't, there is no quarterback right now doing it anyway. So. I'm picking Notre Dame to get the job done. Ole Miss versus Alabama. Oh, did everybody already pick? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Where bad. Where have you been? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, Welcome I, back, I, Joe. It happened so fast. I was like, I don't think everybody went. Yeah. Uh, yeah, listen, Bryce Young is absolutely fantastic. 15 touchdowns and a pick. The Crimson Tide ranked fourth in the FBS with 46 and a half points per game. Uh, Ole Miss ranks first in FBS in points per game at 52.7. Did you know this? And in yards per game at 635.3. I think this is going to be a great game. I think Ole Miss is, is if, if they've got any chance in this game, Got to keep it close in the first half. I think we've seen that. However, I do think Bama ekes this one out. They're going to win this one 44-38. Yeah. All right. And, OV, you were wrong before. One person pulling away with the Heismans thus far this year has been Matt Coral. He's a beast. 997 yards. Nine touchdowns, 158 on the ground, and five rushing touchdowns. He's a monster. He's distributing the ball well. Uh, this offense is elite. No one can stop it. Alabama, they, they're going to give them their best. Their best. It's going to be a great game. But I do think the young quarterback in Bryce Young makes a mistake down the line because Ole Miss, while they are letting up, let it, allowing a bunch of yards, that they are only allowing 20 points per game. So they're That's able to slow it down and get and stop them in the red zone, make make touchdowns, turn to field goals. Uh, I think it's a shootout. I think Ole Miss gets it done for the upset. All right, look. If there's any time that Alabama's going to fall, it will be against this game. I'm not ready to give it to um, Kiffin yet. I'm going to stick with Alabama. Um, it's only October. It's still early. I just don't see it. Uh, and, yeah, you're right. Matt Cora, Bryce Young, they're Heisman hopefuls. But if should Alabama win, then we're not going to talk about Matt Cora being a Heisman winner. This is the game. He has to beat Alabama to be considered. So, but I'm not ready yet, man. I'm not ready. I'm still hopeful that Alabama and Georgia finish undefeated for the SEC championship. Next up, Oklahoma visiting Kansas State. There you go. Joe? Oklahoma and Kansas State. All right. 
Uh, the Sooners have struggled to deal with the Wildcats, who are trying to win their third straight in this series for the first time since the early 90s when Kansas State was actually pretty good. Sixth-year senior Skylar Thompson's out with a knee injury, which he's fanned against Southern Illinois uh, while he's been doing it. Uh, more in practice, it appears he's still a couple weeks away from playing, which means sophomore Will Howard, who has been incredibly ineffective in his place, will start. Uh, I think, think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I do think Oklahoma is going to uh, change their luck in this series. They win this one 45-31. Yeah, this is a, ven- a revenge game. This is a- They've been beaten around. Two years in a row, they're not going to take it anymore. I, I do. Th- I, I mean, a lot of Oklahoma fans are calling for Spencer Radler's head. So, I, I, if can if it's close at all, and they do make that switch from Spencer Radler, I, I can see Kansas State getting it, pulling off another upset. But I don't think it's going to happen. Oklahoma's on a mission to get this one done. We're not going to take it. Oh no, we're not gonna take it. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. That you guys remind me of that song for some reason. But um, now nah, I got Kansas State beating them, man. If they can handle Jalen Hurts and they beat Spencer last year, the head coach know what he's doing with Kansas State. He knows the formula of how to beat Oklahoma. I'm taking Oklahoma for the win. Bam, there you go. No, my bad. I'm taking Kansas State for the win. Let me let me let me let me backtrack my statement. Kansas State. You're gonna regret that backtrack. I won't. But uh, um, I think you're but, gonna. <laughs> I, I think you're gonna what what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ohio State at Rutgers. Love this game. Uh, Rutgers has a really really good defense. I think they're gonna be able to keep it close. Unfortunately, they don't have the offense to keep up with what Ohio State can put out. Uh, the Scarlet Knight uh, offensive line has gotten a lot better, but uh, Ohio State's front four is going to be a little bit too much. Ohio State 31, Rutgers a 21. It, I, I, I struggle with this game so much. I think Rutgers is very similarly equipped like uh, Oregon was. I mean, multiple running backs out the backfield. I think they're going to be able to get that run game going. Ohio State's defense is struggling so i think they'll be able to get get the run game going eat up some clock keep it close but those wide receivers in ohio state and even trayvon henderson's been a beast in the run game too but that offense is just going to be too much ohio state gets the win but i think if we're going by spread i i think Rutgers can cover no we're not going by spread on this one but all right ohio state's undefeated against Rutgers. um there's a lot of turbulence going on within the locker room of Ohio State, and I think that's going to be helpful until the game. And Ohio State is going to represent. They're going to defeat Rutgers. Look, it's not going to be a close one. I'm going to tell you that right now. So Buckeyes will win. Now we hit to the spread. Florida versus Kentucky, eight-and-a-half favorite to Florida. Who you got, Joe? Well, first of all, I think it's unfortunate that you're selling Rutgers defense short, but that's all right. Uh, as for this game, uh, Kentucky's trying to be more explosive, uh, trying to be more of a downfield passing team, uh, but it's also been able to control the clock. They've been great on third down. The line's been stronger overall. They're number two on defense among SEC teams, only behind Georgia 
However, this Georgia offense will be able to move the ball up and down the field. The defensive front, uh, I think, will put up a pretty good performance, which will cause Kentucky to struggle. And uh, Florida wins this one 34 to 23. Damn. All right. Uh, I, I like Kentucky. Uh, their QB, Will Levis. Uh, I, I actually grew up playing against him. He lives a town over for, from me. So I, I, I would, I, I've been, I like the Kentucky Wildcats. I've liked them all season. Also, Wayne Dale Robinson, the transfer from Nebraska, has been great. But with Florida, the, their defense is better than last year. And Emory Jones, he, he was on the hot seat. All the Florida fans were calling for Anthony Richardson to get the start. But he used that Alabama game as a get-right game. When do you see Alabama as your get-right game? He's killed it since. Uh, I, I like Georgia to get it done. No, no, I'm going Kentucky. I'm going Kentucky with the spread. Okay. All right. It's always a close Everything, one Everything sounded like I, I liked it until he got to the very end. <laughs> Look, I got Kentucky on the spread. Jace, uh, what's the because... matter? I'm focused. I'm dialed in. I need wins. Your picks have been atrocious tonight, but all right. Is you, that what's yeah. going on? This is you focused? Yikes. I'm going to win. All right. All right. 11 and 0 this week. Let's go. Okay. Well, definitely not 11 to 0, but uh, I agree with you with Kentucky because when Florida goes to Kentucky, it's always a close game. And they've been doing that for the past. Uh, four games there in Kentucky. So uh, even though Florida has won twice in a row, it doesn't matter. Uh, whether Florida wins or not, it's going to be close. Yes, that's right, Joe. You can put that face right there. Here we go. Oklahoma State and Baylor, three and a half favorite. Now, let me give you a history on this one. On Monday, I was looking at the spread. Baylor was favorite at four points. I checked Wednesday and it shifted to Oklahoma State. Imagine that. Never seen that done before. But, Joe, are you all in for Oklahoma State or Baylor? I tell you what, Jerry Bohannon's been pretty fantastic for OSU. Baylor, you but, Yeah, for Baylor. Listen, I, 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 I'm not a sucker. Put it to you like this, okay? Oklahoma State always finds a way to lose. This is going to be that game. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to lose this. Baylor in an upset, 27-24. Oh, I I think both these teams are very similar. Uh, I I know OSU has had some uh, close calls uh, in in the past couple games. Baylor, I mean, undefeated, but no real, like, breakout standout win to me. Uh, I'm just going to go Oklahoma State because they're home. All right. Look, no one's talking about Baylor. Baylor's been on a down down low, okay? But uh, I'm going I'm I'm to go with Joe on this one. I'm going for Baylor. Um, I don't think people, people are underestimating Baylor. They do have talent. But no one's talking about them. And once they defeat Oklahoma State, we're gonna get to know who is the Baylor, uh, what they call the Bobcats, right? The yeah, Bears. I'm telling you, I feel like they're poised. I feel like the the they're poised for the upset this week. Mm. Auburn visiting LSU. 
Um, Auburn has a new starting quarterback, and he is a former LSU quarterback. Revenge and game. this is going to be interesting, Joe. Uh, yeah, listen, uh, all year LSU having problems on third down. They're not running the ball a lick. The pass rush has been great, 18 sacks in the first four games. Uh, although I think like six of those came in one of those subdivision games. Max Johnson's been good, 65% of his passes, 15 touchdowns, three picks. It comes down to the wire. LSU wins this game 27-24. I, I picked against LSU last week. I'm going to do it again. I don't think they're a top 25 team. Uh, I but mean, Clemson is. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I, I'm already – I've apologized you, you, for that. Am I not going to bring it up? I, I can't you. bring I, it no, up. No, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, I'm on your side, so uh, you can keep bringing it up all you want. But Auburn, I, I actually think <laughs> Finley, Finley was the best LSU quarterback last year. He looked – he when he was leading the offense, It that was when it was the best – now he's at Auburn. Uh, I think they're going to look better than they did with Bo Nix. And I still – Tank Bigsby is a beast. Uh, I think they're going to be able to get the run game going. And Finley's going to be able to do what Bo Nix couldn't. Auburn gets it done in Death Valley. Oh, so you're picking, you're picking them now. All right. Well, yeah, I'm picking Auburn. LSU. And the referees will not have Auburn's side on this one because this is an SEC game. And um, being at LSU – TJ Finney is going to wish he was back in LSU on this one. LSU's got – they changed their approach. They did lose to UCLA, right? But give credit to UCLA because that was their second game while LSU was playing their first game. And I'm telling you right now, three and a half, I would have made that margin a little wider on that one. But, hey, I'm not the bookie on this. But LSU, they're going to get it done. And speaking about UCLA, they're going to go and host – the Arizona State. So, uh, right, I'm right. Arizona State. So, Joe, this is uh, the team that Jay said that they had the best defense. Yeah, interestingly enough, UCLA uh, scoring 38 points a game. Arizona State scoring 32 and a half points a game. The Bruins have given up 25.2 to the Sun Devils, as Jay uh, has pointed out. Very impressive. 13 and a half points per game against. Richard White and DeMonte Trainum, pretty good one-two punch out of the Sun Devils' backfield. But you know what? UCLA's got the same thing with Charbonnet and Brown. Very similar opponents, these two. ASU sloppy. They'll make mistakes. They'll make some penalties. UCLA at home, I think they get it done 31-24. UCLA is perfectly equipped to beat, beat the Sun Devils. Uh, they only allow 64 rushing yards per game. Sun Devils, that's how they get their offense going is with that rush rush game uh, with uh, White and Daniels coming out of the backfield. And, uh, yeah, so I, I love Charbonnet. I've been talking about him since two years ago when he was at Michigan. He's a beast. Uh, I think Dorian Thompson, Robinson, and him get it done. And, uh, yeah, they cover the three points. All right. I got UCLA winning three straight against Arizona State. All right, now, our last pick. This is the over-under. We got Louisville visiting Wake Forest. Over-under, 62 points. You take it, 
over or um, are you taking under? Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I've got to score Wake Forest 34, Louisville 17. I just did the math quick. That's uh Three, four. That's fifty-one. So I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on the under. I love Malik Cunningham. I really do, man. This guy's a superstar. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm excited about this game, but yeah, I think I think you're getting the under on this, Jace. Well, life's too short to bet the under. You always want to root for points <laughs> over, over, over. Sixty-two <laughs> points. I I think both these teams can easy can score thirty on each other. So, yeah, I'm going to go the over 62 points. Well, finally, I agree with something with Jace. This game is going to go over 62 points. This is going to be a shootout. Uh, regardless of who wins or loses, it doesn't matter. It's going to go over 62. So Louisville's giving up 14 points a game coming in, just so everybody knows. And I just want to let you know that with Wake Forest, it's just different. They know each other, man. No, I, 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 I get that. You got a very disruptive defense. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, very balanced. I'm giving offense. you I'm giving you a nine and two answer. That's what I'm giving you. Yeah. Like yeah. I've been winning for all these weeks. I'm just letting you know. Uh, well, I've noticed I'm, I'm the top too, dog here. I've noticed last week you also went nine and two, and I picked first. And mm. this week I noticed you and I have very similar picks. I we mm. only differentiate, I think, on one game. Uh, I like your new strategy. Wait till I pick and then go with me <laughs> oh, against Jace. Man. That's a winning recipe. If when you I me. give you the script, I'm already have my winners. Okay. Look at Jace, this. Look at my notes. You know what I think? We should share our notes with Jace. <laughs> I tell you what. This is the comeback. Next this week, comeback week, I will make sure that I pick first. All right. But, also, wasn't hey. he supposed to get a pie in the face for something? I know he said no, but I'm pretty sure there was a pie coming. I'm pretty sure there was a bet, too. Was there was the not bet? a bet. There was not Obi, a bet. I remember OB saying he's getting a pie in the face, and you were like, no, no, no that wasn't a bet. It seems like it no, was a bet. No, you said, I don't remember what the pick was. You're like, Jace, you're picking so well this season. I'm going to give you the respect. If this happens, then I'll put a pie in my face just because you are so excellent on this show. That's exactly what you said. I think it was, but it was similar to what happened Saturday because. Yeah, but I didn't. I don't want to ruin this. I don't want to ruin this for you. Ovi, (laughs) I I made a statement. I said, without Jace even being involved in the conversation, I said, I was certain. I had all the certainty in the world. Volkanovsky would beat Ortega. So much so, I said I would shave my head if Volkanovsky lost. Because there was a 0% chance of Ortega winning. And I explained it. For what? Like 10 minutes, Chase? Mm. And then he jumps in and he's like, I'll take that bet. Oh, I was like, that's what the bet? worst mistake right Obi, there. It wasn't, I didn't even put a challenge out because it was so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Hey, but by the way, you you'd still look good. That's my boy right there, though. But, right but there, you still look good, guy. man. Yeah, I don't I mean, be ashamed of the bald head, man. You look good, I'm man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take my lumps this week. He but looks when like I get back on dumpy. track and I get back to the top. Y- y'all better get ready for when I'm speaking. That's all. Oh well, we're still waiting. There you yeah, go. Look at I'm that. I'm taking my lumps. I'll sit here quietly, take my lumps because I did terrible last week. But I'm oh coming back. Oh, what me. kind of hair is that? 
Is that a wig? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, you look like Professor Snape from Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, this show is brought to you by CMT Sports Podcast. All four downs. Follow us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, OV underscore HHW show. Visit my website, HHWshow.com, to hear the latest news, not only just football, but also professional wrestling, as the HHW Show podcast will be returning soon, sometime in October. And without further ado, we got the last call, the last whistle. It's fourth down. And my man, Joe, you got the floor. TCU coach Gary Patterson criticized SMU for its role in the scuffle that followed Saturday's game in Fort Worth, Texas. After the Mustangs' 42-34 victory, several players tried to plant their flag at midfield, you know, as teams will do when they pull off a huge road upset. But TCU players, they liked that. They responded to the attempt. There was a little dust up. Uh, In addition to... Some of the Horned Frogs players, assistant coach Jerry Kill, also got involved. He sustained a concussion after he was knocked down not once, but twice. It's not clear whether it was TCU or SMU players who may have knocked Kill down. Now, Patterson was very upset, and I totally get this. He says, uh, he says this whole thing looked planned. Which, which means the Mustangs believed that they were going to win so much so that they planned how they were going to plant the... Well, you get it. And see, they did. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. The other reason head coach Patterson's upset is because SMU used one of Patterson's country songs to mock his team about their loss. Yes, in case you didn't know, uh, Gary Patterson is a country music recording artist in his spare time. Uh, this was a song he recorded after the COVID-19 pandemic began entitled Take a Step Back. See what SMU did there? They said TCU took a step back by losing a home game. Hey, Coach Patterson, this whole thing could have been avoided if your team had taken care of business. And that's on you, 100%. And by the way, stick to your day job. Thanks so much for checking out All Four Downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Visit CleverCrestMedia.com for more great shows and get all the latest college football news at HHWShow.com. For Jace Garcia and Obi Muniz, I am Joe Aguirre. We'll catch you right back here next Thursday night at 8 o'clock for All Four Downs. (laughs) 